This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. What's up everyone? Welcome to Bijistan, where streamers live. In this show, we talk about everything from Seinfeld to Mirzapur. I'm your host, Siddharth Jain, and joining me as always is Gaurav Jain and Mahasha. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to Bingistan. Uh, we're doing our annual top 10 list uh, of shows and films. And I've got uh, Sid and Maharsha with me. Hey guys. What's hi, up? hi guys. Hi. This is like the favorite time, one of my favorite episodes to record. Any, anything yeah. to do with list. So yeah. just, for, just for fun, I think the audience should know that we are really trying hard to, to, to get this episode going. And this was Gaurav's third intro. Just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to ask Mahersh the same question again as to why was his handle Dr. No? And I think we all should know that. Yeah, no, it was it was delightful to receive uh, Gaurav's message yesterday saying that, you know, hey, all the James Bond movies are dropping on Amazon tomorrow and uh, one has been dying to do a James Bond marathon. I'd done one 10, 11 years ago. Uh, but I did start with Dr. No today. I'm going to move on to From Russia with Love in a bit. And uh, I think very soon we are going to record our version of what are the top five Bond films, the top five villains, the top five opening credits, the Bond babes. And I think it should be a great episode to record. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that, man. Superb. So let's get going, guys. So we'll uh, you know, follow the, the usual format. Start with 10 and then first Gaurav, then Mersh and then me. And let's start, man. Gaurav. Yeah, man. So my, uh, my 10th. Uh, selection is thanks to Maharsh is, is uh, Yellowstone, uh, which yeah. I, I enjoyed immensely. I'm glad we discovered it. I sort of binged through all of it. Obviously, it's a couple of years old and the current seasons, I think, uh, I think it's got two more episodes to go. Uh, but it's a show I'm really enjoying. It's, it's really great to watch somebody like Kevin Costner, who's like a major movie star and in his element in the West, you know, but it's obviously set in the modern day and Uh, there's obviously several problems with it, but uh, it's got a great cast. Uh, I think uh, Kelly Riley plays his femme fatale, who's his daughter, and she's just brilliant. I mean, to me, she's like the star of the show, and uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think people should check it out. Uh, I think it's a Hulu original, and it's on. Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime in India right now. Right. Oh, that's an interesting pick. In fact, weirdly, ironically, I had to leave it out of my list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I no, included it in my list, but I couldn't because I haven't watched enough. But you know what I watched? I think it's nice. Yeah, it, it's brilliant. Also the it's same. Brilliant. I, I, the, the only excuse I found to remove it from my list was because I haven't yet finished all of it. So I said, Chalo, ah. maybe next year. You know? Right, uh, right. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with my number 10. So at number 10, I'm going with um, Daniel Craig's last film as James Bond. Ah. Uh, I think despite an exceedingly terrible and laborious second half, I cannot get over that. Those flawless, or what I think are those first 90 minutes that are completely flawless. Um, it is also extremely special because this is the one that I broke my two-year theater fast with. Um, and it's just just for the incredible throwback to the purest Bond films of the year, which is very refreshing considering how far the Bond films have evolved with uh, the franchise since Craig got into the mix, you know. And also, I mean, the this another reason it's very, very special is I think it's the first Bond film in, in three or four decades to have Felix Leiter, Moneypenny, Q and M. And yeah, what a great send-off. So I'm going with No Time to Die at number 10. Interesting. Interesting. Sid? So you guys are too snobbish, right? 
<laughs> I am a Desh Bakwas, <laughs> and I have to include a lot of Indian stuff because I think uh, I think also I think I enjoy Indian stuff more. And obviously, I haven't yet watched the Bond film. So, it's not my list. But you know, my number ten is actually the series that came on Amazon Prime, The Last Hour, uh-huh. and uh, you know the reason it's there on my uh-huh. list because I think uh, it did a lot of interesting things. You know, uh, for starters, it. got back sanjay kapoor into the business and i really enjoyed i was looking forward to watching him do something like this and you know i like the fact that bobby deol sanjay kapoor these guys who kind of you know on the sidelines and all sort of back doing stuff and you know they're all really busy now and they have something which wasn't explored in their movie career and i really enjoyed the last star because of him shana goswami you know they were pretty interesting as actors i enjoyed the drama up to a certain point i mean the end as usual in these series you know is not yeah. gratifying yeah. enough i also wasn't very excited about the other supporting cast you know that was there but yeah. you know i think shooting something like you know show like this in the you know in the eastern part of the country darjeeling that will vibe the location the freshness of the you know of the visuals i mean all of it really excited me as an audience and i continued watching it despite a few hiccups here and there but i think it's a step forward in a good direction and this will this has opened many doors so this is my number 10 and you know i hope they have a season 2 i'm sure there is one yeah i really liked it and i would i mean it wasn't the best show but i'm saying given what gets made in this country it's a definite uh, you know show for me on the list not to get side not to get side not to get side track but what do you did you find a lot of similarities between arnayak and this because uh, i will know, come like, to that but that's yeah. on my list right okay okay cool 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 on the top cool, but yeah cool. absolutely no, so no, let's we'll come up for that like yeah, while we'll we're on it i think that's exactly what's you know i think what's refreshing with these kind of shows is that you know we are using finally the location the mood of the of the country and some yeah. beautiful locations that we have because that's also a great character and that's helping i think these shows for sure yeah absolutely yeah sounds good so yeah that's my number 10 gorov over to you yeah so i mean i mean i'm going to join the deshbhakti business here and uh, my number 9 is uh, family man the, the second season wow. uh which i loved i thought it was great i thought it was uh, just like i mean i can't uh, just I mean, like I thought Samantha was fantastic to me. She blew my mind uh, with her performance, uh, standout uh, of the year, in my opinion. The show itself was also great. I think it also picked like this whole sort of space, uh, which we don't really delve into, you know, when looking at terrorism and things like that. From a story standpoint, it's it's, it's obviously very north, northern, and I really enjoyed it. I think it was very well put together as well. And uh, yeah, so for me, uh, Family Man is uh, number nine. I, in fact, I was driving by uh, Kalagura the other day, and, and and I think they were filming. uh season 3 there so manoj bashpai was in a scooter spoiler alert but yeah <laughs> no so the, i i, I the, there is an overlap but i'll we'll come to it later um i also do have family man on my list but i think we'll come to it but yeah great pick okay so i, uh, I number 9 i'm going with pa ranjit's uh, tamil film sarpatta parambarai um ranjit is somebody mm. who's made big ass movies with rajnikanth and he suddenly detoured to make this incredibly riveting boxing drama set in north madras in the 1970s um you know and it's inspired from mohammad ali uh, it's got a very right. predictable it, it's you know sort of despite being predictable in the second half as is the problem of the boxing movie format 
this one totally blew my mind for its brutality its rawness um it takes this issue of the working class middle class north madras man and their warring clans and puts boxing at the forefront of it um uh, i strongly recommend it i think it's on yeah it is on amazon prime so yeah that's my number 9 Interesting. Well, Mars, I'm so glad that you're bringing additional stuff onto our list yeah. because I'm completely like really, really low and weak on that front. That's super, man. For me, uh, you know, I'll just you know comment on Family Man season two. Is uh, it's not on my list because I still have to watch it from the first season because I missed it at that time. So I'm just sort of playing catch up. So it'll probably come back later on season three for me. But for me, number nine is the Netflix uh, documentary series that I watched, Turning Point. 9/11. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, incredible picture. Yeah, and also for me personally because I didn't I mean you know last few years we've all forgotten especially in India we kind of are a bit distanced from the tragedy. I think yeah. this series was a great reminder and also I think I personally for me it was really insightful. It was just it just opened my mind in so many you know other ways and it was just something which I was like just amazed to know it was so tragic at the same time because you know one of those things that i mean it's shocking even after so many years and yet it's just riveting and it's also like it's just is this you know the tragedy of what happened it was told in such a such a way that it kind of you know you, like you want to binge it and then i felt guilty that i'm you know enjoying this show because of the tragedy at the backdrop so it was kind of you know it was that that thing that was happening for me that i felt guilty that i was enjoying the show but then i was watching the show because it was just so insightful and well structured so that's my that's my number 9 yeah, that's on a great list. represent for non fiction as well mm. yeah pretty good Gaurav? i yeah i thought it was a great show as well so uh, awesome my number 8 is uh, a film it's it's dune which i thought was brilliant uh, I, i super enjoyed it i thought it was fucking amazing uh i had some sort of problems with some of the bits and pieces they were putting together there but but overall it was just nice to go back to the theater have like a theatrical experience like this obviously i got bond as well which is not on my list but i i think this was great i i, I admire the new villain love i always have you know and uh, he tends to do a lot with very little sometimes and you know he does a lot with a lot as well so it's a supremely competent guy and he also picks like really brave sort of challenges right which i think picking a dune or a mm. you know blade runner i mean this guy is 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 really putting his name on the line with every film he picks up so i'm amazed uh, i admire it and i think he did a fantastic job with this film as well it's very well put together i still question the need for a dune because you know you've already had one you've had a series but I mean it is what it is and uh, it's it's visually stunning there's some great performances is well put together but uh, yeah entertaining as hell uh, so disclaimer i haven't watched you yet i i yeah. have a feeling it would definitely show up on my list if i had watched it but for sure for sure interesting so mahesh so, what's your thing yes yeah mahesh so at number 8 uh, i'm going with the netflix original mini series called uh, midnight mass um ah, created by mike flanagan yes. who's, who's yes. the creator behind stuff like you know the haunting of the hill house doctor sleep etc he's created this uh, mind bending unbe- unbelievably sort of suspenseful cinematic tour de force uh, and i think its greatest victory is how it switches genres after three or four episodes now i want to keep this spoiler free completely so i'm not going to delve further uh, but it is a case study on how to just go out uh, from where to where you know it it starts 
on one end of the spec of the spectrum midway it goes into a completely different space altogether um it is so incredibly done and the twist of the genre is i don't think uh, it's like manoj night shamalan i don't think anybody sees it coming at all on what it starts off at as at and what it becomes post episode 3 or 4 so i'm going with midnight mass at 8 it's a nice. it's a solid show man it's it's a super solid show i was trying to squeeze it in but somehow i couldn't <laughs> but you know my next uh, number 8 actually is uh, it's a very usual show on i think everybody's list this year squid game ah uh, ah i love it as much as i think the world loved it but you know it's something that you have to watch you have to experience you have to be part of the pop culture experience and it's going to be an integral part of content of 2021 so you know it's a it's a very weird yet commercial show i liked bits and pieces of the show but you know i get why it works and it's quite a you know after parasite something like this coming on episodic and taking the world by storm is also speaks a lot about you know you know korean content creators korean producers and i think it's it's also an example that you know after hollywood you know the koreans are kind of really finding those stories that resonate with global audiences and it's very interesting i think it's such an amazing case study at the same time it's so inspiring for you know creators like us sitting in india that you know we have so much room to grow and do things and tell stories but you know we have to tell stories in in a way that it's impressive for a global audience we cannot forget craft and you know squid game is a great example of commercial storytelling meets craft and meets the right time and luck and everything so that's my that's my pick that's a great great pick i have it on my list and yeah we chat about it <laughs> yeah I, I i i don't have it on my list but yeah uh, you know or <laughs> you don't have squid game no, on I your don't. list no not at all uh, i couldn't get into it and i just just these gens i'm telling you dude <laughs> <laughs> i think he's not vegetarian hey jamta unko squid would kuch bhi nahi that's probably what it is i don't i don't like yeah, it it's it's that uh, it's yeah. um Uh, but what's my your number 7 my number 7 is a documentary on hotstar called get back uh oh. it's uh, it's basically a three parter about the beatles putting uh, the album together oh. and it's essentially uh, i'm a huge beatles fan so it, it was just fantastic for me personally and it's essentially them recording together every single day it's a lot of conversations which are distilled down i think they had about 60 hours of footage and they distilled it down to about 6 or something like that and uh you know uh you see the conversations happening and they're literally putting together these classics and you can see them doing it in front of you like this is happening like in conversation and paul will say something and then you know like and john will say something and 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 they'll be like they'll go back and forth and and obviously george and ringo there as well and 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 they they're really putting these masterpieces together by conversing or mm-hmm. somebody thought of something and it came up and then and especially with paul and, and and john to an extent right they're actually figuring these out while they're in the studio i think i think george and george and stuff like the george and ringo to an extent they would probably brought some of their work already prepared so you don't see them as much but they're just being cheeky as well quite a bit so if, to me it was it was really fantastic uh, my daughter was watching a fair bit of it in, uh, with me and uh, it's amazing like they did that concert above the building right and like the cops mm-hmm. were trying to like break in and stop it and It's so much BTS of all these cops extending there, waiting, trying to get in, 
being told why they can't get in it, it it's just for a beatles fan it is mm-hmm. uh, it's huge which i am i i just enjoyed it like i've never seen anything like this uh like you you rarely get to see something this uh sort of insightful and behind the scenes and again from like 60 years ago uh, about an absolute classic so i don't know how much mm-hmm. of this stuff you'll get later on so for me it was it was amazing peter jackson is my mind like he should just do documentaries i mean they shall never grow old before this and this this one now uh way better than some of the lord of the rings sequels that he put together so uh i think he should stick to documentaries brilliant brilliant stuff well, this is an interesting pick i actually haven't seen it so i'm going to now for sure yeah i saw yeah. all of it like i was in i was in delhi a week or 10 days ago i think two weeks ago for a shoot and then uh you know that this is pretty much all i was watching on my way there and my way back and while i was there and having dinner and blah 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 yes yeah, so i want to now i'm really curious to see what you shot while watching this documentary <laughs> yeah no no it was a, it was a gaming live stream so it was it was uh, it was it was really good i think it's the best gaming live stream anywhere put together in india ever and this is what people have said but uh Ooh. yeah it's 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 not remotely uh anything to do with the beatles so you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice So what's yours Mahesh Yeah so yeah so at number 7 I'm going with uh, this year's academy winner for best picture uh, Chloe Zhao's ah, Nomadland Nice uh, mm. I think that this is perhaps not withstanding dune uh, I think this is perhaps the most beautifully shot film I've watched in the longest time uh, I it, I had a lot of personal resonance with it I found it very therapeutic um I thought it was extremely meditative um, also Frances McDormand is my favorite actress of all time so you know and and i think and i think that those shots of her staring into distant space should be a fucking nft or something on its own you know um and yeah i think i think more power to all the drifters the nomads uh, just what a fucking masterpiece perhaps my favorite perhaps my favorite movie this year nice interesting amazing that's a uh, you know I, i feel like going and watching the film again now tomorrow yeah i, I yeah. actually really really want to watch it again yeah yeah and i think it'll be a great second watch I sure. think so yeah it will be a very yeah. evolved uh, sec- yeah 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 absolutely i i think the second watch second time it will be better than the first one okay moving on my number 7 is again a documentary series but this time it's an indian documentary series house of secrets oh ah, nice yes. nice and i think it's a very uh, it's a very timely documentary now again nice. it was kind of you know you feel guilty watching you know binge watching content that's tragic for so many people but at the same time i think this documentary will just open the the gates in india for commercial documentaries which are right right well put together well produced big talent you know i mean it's the first time documentary filmmaker leena yadav but you know she's made you know some good films before right. she you know picked this started the work uh, you know before covid you know worked completely with the us team including in netflix from the us and singapore put this together got it like edited during covid and you know it's a it's a it's a terrific i think it's a terrific you know milestone for india in indian content and uh, i'm sure this franchise will continue and this will obviously i think open a lot of opportunities for so many filmmakers who want to tell these kind of stories in this format Yeah I mean I mean I work on a fair bit of non fiction sort of narrative documentaries and stuff and yeah. here 
So uh, yeah, I hope so, man. I I work with some really amazing guys and girls, and I'm really hoping that uh, we get to see more of their work. Like, there's a bunch of people that I know who've pretty much worked on some of these things as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, but like obviously, like all of us here is like one arm removed from it. But uh, I'm really hoping some of these guys really get an opportunity. So uh, correct. Yeah. Also, what was interesting in this in this uh, documentary was I think it would be uh, difficult to get the cops to talk to you yeah. on camera. So I think yeah. she's really managed to, you know, make a documentary series which kind of is well balanced, includes numerous points of view. So obviously, you know, there's no perfect answer to the tragedy of, you know, yeah, what, why, and how. But I yeah. think you know, it's a, it's something that will be a great reference point for other filmmakers. So you know, I think it's a very important milestone for us. So that's why it's on my. I enjoyed yeah. it. And it's also great that something, somebody like, I mean, a giant like Netflix picks it up because this is a story that is so unnerving. Uh, I think it does need to be told to the whole world. It needs to reach out. And, you know, yes, Marjan, also, you know, more than picking it up, they actually commissioned it. Right, right. So they commissioned it uh, from scratch on day one with a first time filmmaker. Lena has never made a documentary and that to the US team. You know, so I think it's like... uh, it's really important that this happened in the scheme of business of things, business of content in India. And, you know, so I think hats, you know, like if you have, if you make a documentary and then you just go and sell distribution rights, that's still okay because the studio will say, Chalo, we'll watch it and, and buy it. But I think, right. uh, you know, you know, commissioning it is, is a great yeah. uh, step. And, and say like the history of the business, right? I mean, from the start, not even the OTT business is always about people betting on other people you know what i mean or stories and ideas right and that's what it's about that's what you have to do yeah yeah uh, yeah. That, yeah fundamentally absolutely. that's what it is yep so absolutely hats off to these guys uh, everybody who backed a project like this i haven't seen it because it terrifies me but hmm. uh, but i know i know i know you guys speak watch highly. it watch it there's no non-veg in this man no school <laughs> 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 i mean i'm on a i'm on a bit of a happier kick right now i'm trying not to watch stuff which will <laughs> okay. make me think too much so go down the rabbit hole right. but at some point at some point I'm, uh, when i'm really really happy and i need to come down i'm gonna watch it <laughs> i'll remind yeah. you yeah definitely definitely <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure Chalo, uh, this was my number seven. Yeah. Gaurav, over to you for your number six. Yeah, so oh, my number six was uh, Call My Agent. The French one or the Indian one? The, the French one. Bollywood, let's obviously, be very, right? Let's be, no, let's no, be no, very no, clear. No, 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 no. There needs to be a lot of confusion. No, 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 and uh, one I watched just because of Jackie Shroff and one for Lara Dutta. And funnily enough, they both were great in their episode. But it's the Indian one that I don't want to get into. But what is that uh, one thing that you didn't like in the Indian one? Oh, I didn't like anything in the Indian one. The the casting <laughs> for office space, the product, the tacky production values. Just yeah, it was just it was just lame. I think the big difference people need to understand is like with Call My Agent India and and the French ones. The French those are like legit superstars. You know what I mean? Like the people they're using there, like everybody they have in the episodes. Those are legit stars or superstars in in French cinema. And in India, we're getting the you know. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't whatever. think that really was the main problem with the show. No, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm just saying that, you know, it, it, to me, it's like I said, it's it's a frame-by-frame remake in India. It, it doesn't do the, a good job of adapting it. I think the production mm-hmm. value is cheap and soap opera-ish. Uh, the casting isn't that great. And literally, it's just like a recreation, which to me is never a good idea. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, but, you talk yeah. about the French one, why is it on your list? 
Why is it oh, I love the show. I mean, I've always loved it, you know, and I was so glad to have discovered it with the first season when it dropped. And, uh, you know, it's great characters, great stories, these sort of imperfect people trying to like work together. And I was really sad when I found out that, oh, this is going to go off air, but clearly it's got a large enough following for it to come back now. So uh, on to more adventures, hopefully with them. But it's an enjoyable season, man. They're always up to some mm-hmm. freaking hijinks or the other and uh, the dynamics are great. And it's, you know, it's set in Paris, it's a great sort of visually appealing as well. Obviously up until, like, uh, you know, what's his name? The other show came up, but uh, yeah, I know I enjoy it. I think it's great. Interesting. Nice. So what's your number six? Yeah. So my number so you know, when I picked Midnight Mass at number eight, what blew me away was the traversing of genres. The same happens on my number six, which is only murders in the building. I think this, uh, you know, incredibly sort of delicious, uh, what separates this really uh, from any regular New York based whodunit is the humor it laces itself with, uh, apart mm. from its terrific performances. It sort of reminded me, it really took me back to those 90s ensemble films that they really rarely make now, you know. Uh, plus, you have Sting playing an incredibly fictionalized version of himself. Uh, I just cannot wait for season two, and which it, it has just been renewed for. And for all these crazy people to sort of come back to solve another murder. So yeah, mm. only murders in the building. Ah, it's, it's, it's definitely on my list. Ah. It's on my list too. Yeah, yeah. To me, yeah. I mean, I mean, while we're talking about it, then to me, it's like the it's one of the best shows of the year. You know, yes. uh, it's got this brilliant cast. It's you know, like such an amazing bunch of actors. Uh, it's only a handful of people. You know, it's it's obviously on a set. It's like a play in in a way, and uh, uh, I enjoyed it. It's just so very well written. It's it, it taps into these personalities so well of these guys and the actors as well. It's it's got great shots of the city again, New York City. You're outside. Uh, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's got those sort of, uh, dinner theater, murder mystery kind of things going as well. Mm. And then yep. tapping into a, making a show about a podcast, which is obviously fun. And, you know, <laughs> and, Tina, and Tina Fey pops in here and there and, and Sting pops up. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it, 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 it to me, it hits every, every mark that I would expect a, a, a great show to hit. So I loved it. You know, like to me, the only black mark on only murders is that, they should have had Chevy Chase in there as well, make an appearance. But other than that, uh, you know, uh, other than that, I think it, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, say your number six. My number six is an Indian show called Tabar. Oh yes. Yeah, I you know I think that again is a very important show because it kind of comes from nowhere. Uh, you know kind of new names with some old school names. So there's a, you know, director that's been discovered, Ajit Pal, you know, it's written and created by a guy called Harman Vadala. You know, again, these are not names that we hear of. Right. And then in the lead, you've got Supriya Patak. Pavan Malhotra does such a terrific, you know, comeback with this show in this new world. Music by Sneha Khanwalkar. Eight episodes, probably made for under 12 crores the entire season. Uh, very tight, very kind of Ozarkish, but set in Punjab. And I think what was really exciting for me in this show was, as a shift from a mainstream OTT, was the dialogues. It's almost authentic Punjabi and with little Hindi here and there, which I think is is great because, you know, you want to tell stories which are as true to its, you know, to its origin. 
and very organic in the way the characters would talk and behave so i really liked it for so many reasons also it was something that i couldn't stop binging despite it not having a great high concept idea and i probably wasn't the target audience for a show like this but it really gripped me and i think uh, sori live has followed up you know i think after scam this is the only show that i've liked it may not be as big as a hit but i think it's done pretty well for the platform and good i mean i really like the show i think it's again an important milestone in what's happening in our country in terms of content amazing amazing i've heard great things about the show so that's fantastic yeah, yeah i mean if yes. you, if you watch it with no expectations it'll really surprise you and i yeah. think that's the right way to watch shows like these that break out like out of nowhere of course no brilliant good stuff yeah so my number 5 is uh, is uh, loki obviously ah. the, the marvel show which is odd because it's not the kind of thing i would pick this high but uh, I, but i, I didn't really think this would it. be i would have if, if you'd asked me to predict it sorry i would have not said i would have said this would, this would not be a part of your top 75 this year <laughs> <laughs> no so the thing is i really enjoyed it man i thought it was great i think they did a lot with what they had like it went into this direction which uh you know i didn't kind of expect it to it could have been very easily like a frivolous exploitative sort of show which is just about sort of them cashing in on uh, in on sort of the marvel craze and, and and having to fill in all these hours on disney but it's really not that like none of those shows that they've done so far uh have been about that they've really put their put a lot of thought into things that they've done and and how it sort of plots out and how it what it means and i really enjoyed it i think in tom hiddleston was great and you know it was uh it was nice to see sort of uh, a a show which was just not just purely about uh, you know superpowers or running around or or getting this and that and the other so it put a lot of thought into it so i kind of enjoyed that and seeing owen wilson in there was also kind of fun it's been a while since i've seen him in anything uh you people forget how good he really was when he was sort of out there doing yeah. films and stuff like that and and then richard e grant and stuff so it's it's got a great cast as well i i think uh i i also think that like their their tv content lately is is way better than the, the films that they're putting out you know uh i i consider some of the films that they're putting out to be pretty much garbage uh lately so their tv content is far far superior so maybe they should pick up some of these guys who are doing the tv work get them to do the films instead uh but yeah that's my number 5 yeah that's a refreshing pick i think <laughs> <laughs> So yeah so at, at number 5 uh, I'm going with uh, Shreya Shah uh, that I truly truly uh, think would have been an incredible cinema going experience uh, I think it would have done huge huge numbers at the box office um, apart from having the best soundtrack that has come in a very long time and I think while the legacy of its music lives on it is the visual aesthetic and treatment of this film uh, that truly separates it from so many other war films uh again making it refreshing you know also i think it's an i think the kargil story more importantly the vikram batra story is an important story that needed to be told and it does so in a compelling way um i think along with uri and now shesha i do strongly feel that the indian war film genre has truly evolved as a genre on its mm. own and mm. and there's just so much more to look forward to and explore in this space you know from here on so yeah at 5 i'm going with shesha nice said so my uh next on my list number 5 is the new show that dropped on netflix indian show called aranyak yes aranyak yes aranyak yes yes, yes, yes like forest you know i think again it's they've used the location so well 
Ravina Tandon is great doing what she's doing now as compared to whatever she's done ever in her life. And, you know, I think, you know, when you look at performances by Ravina, you know, actors like these who've done like probably 1500 films. So, you know, they know the craft, but they've never got an opportunity, opportunity. to show what yeah. they're sort of, their craft, right? I mean, if you practice something for years, you'll be, you could be really good at it, given the right opportunity. And this is what I'm seeing in all these actors. And Ravina Tandon has done such a great job yeah. on the dialect, on a look, the character. It kind of reminded me of Mayor of Easttown in a way. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. kind of, yeah. things are not uh, right in her life and, you know, and then it's kind of you're following the mystery and following their life. So, and the location, beautifully shot. I mean, yep. terrific photography. The entire cast, so you've got Ashutosh Rana, terrific. You know, Parambrata, terrific. And they have so many actors who are kind of new, I think, local actors that have been cast in some roles. And they've yeah. all done superb jobs. I think the whole, uh, and also directed by, you know, Vinay Vekul. Yes. Who is pretty unknown to mainstream stuff. I mean, he's been directing uh, shows like The Test Case, has worked on a lot of second unit, you know, yeah. in films like Dangal and Swades. So he's been around doing some good work, but you know, finally he's got a solo credit as a director. Charuta Tacharya, the writer, you know, he and Ron Sippi, they wrote the story and I think they've both done a superb job given that, you know, people would say, Array, you know, there's nothing that they've written in the last few years that has really popped out. Right. Despite that, you know, uh, delivering a show like this, I think is, is very commendable. And I think the whole team, right. The whole producing bit, Sid Roy Kapoor has produced it, you know, with, uh, with Rami Sipi, Rohan Sipi. So I think, Overall, it's a great job as a as a producer, as a director, as a showrunner, as writers, as actors. I mean, towards the end, I was a little not most satisfied. I think it, you know, I mean, creatively, we can always find some holes and some places where yeah. you know, it's not gratifying enough. But I'm saying that's okay. That's acceptable because in so many other departments, they've done so well. So for me, it's actually the best show that's been produced in India this year. On my list, it's kind of number one as an Indian show. Yeah, so that's it's a great show. Five and the rest are all non-Indian shows. Interesting. So yeah, so I mean, that's uh, my I, number five. Unfortunately, I'm still only four episodes into it, uh, and therefore I've not been able to. But we'll review this show in the next episode, right? I think yeah, it's right. a great, it's a great, very potentially very. Absolutely. I mean, I I said that's a great pick. I, the only reason I didn't pick it is because I finished it this morning, and uh, yeah. you know it might have been just like a bit of a bias because it's too fresh for me. But I think everything you wow, said there that, is great. That's a novel, Vana. You should be a you should be a movie reviewer for like Mumbai Mirror or something. Does it pay anything? Because I don't mind. I wouldn't mind doing that. I, I think that does, man. Sure. I, I don't think so, man. I think people just give galis. But uh, but I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're reviewing this next next time around, then I don't think we should get into it right now. Uh, correct, correct, yeah. correct. Anyway, I agree. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Awesome. So that was so, my number five, Aranyak. Awesome. Now we so, are number four now. So my number Karo. four is uh, the second season of uh, Good Luck. Ah, uh, this that's year, an interesting which, no, yeah. To me, it's it's literally like again, like Sid said, one of the best shows uh, that's been put together this year. I think it's again, it's much smaller than 
like a, a, a major Netflix original, right? I think this small budget, small cast. There's not too much to depend on in terms of there's no there's no crutches, you know what I mean? It's like this this family and this household in this house. It's again, it's like a bit of a play how it plays out. It's got these middle class values to it. People who want to move up in life, and it's a part of the world that you don't see. It's slice of life. It's I, my opinion. It's very very difficult to write something like this uh, and 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 do do it well and keep it entertaining. So I I obviously having watched season one. Uh, before that, I, I thought this was just stellar stuff. Uh, my 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 pick easily like the top the best Indian show this year in in my book. Wow! And this is on Sony Live, right? This is on Sony Live, yeah. Sony Live again. I think killing it, man. I mean, they're really getting there. Huh? I I don't know what's yeah. going on, but uh, slowly but surely, marketing may not be as as visible as say like uh, Prime or Netflix, but content wise, they're they're, they're creeping up. Great. Actually, interesting pick, man. I love the. Yeah. I love the sitcom. Yeah. I just couldn't fit it, but yeah, it's a terrific sitcom. I agree, man. Great pick, Marsh. Yes. So four? no, my, my my number four we've already discussed, but quickly, just a couple of things that we missed. Uh, I'm going with the breakout of the fucking decade, man. I'm going with Squid Game at number four. Um, I think like <laughs> like like I mean, Sid said you can hate it, you can love it, but you cannot not. There cannot be a single list here that is going to be able to avoid or ignore this show. Um, it's incredible take on nihilism, existentialism, capitalism in the garb of cheap entertainment um, has perhaps had the maximum impact on me in terms of series uh, as compared to any other fiction piece. Uh, and like said, like you correctly said, I mean, you know, the legend of how long it took to make and the kind of reach it has had uh, only tells us that conviction truly is above all else in this business. Um, I wish there was no season two, but now that they're making one, let's see, you know, but despite all its flaws, yeah, it's my number four. I think it's a masterpiece. Man. Superb. So my number four again is a repeat. I think we'll have a lot of repeats now. So number four yeah. is only murders in the building. Yeah. And yes. for all the reasons that we discussed, which Gaurav, you highlighted. And I think also, you know, the only points I'd like to add is that it's very difficult to get, you know, you know, comedy out of a thriller. Uh, yep. consistently and you know that too in a series is not easy and it purely comes from these great characters who are amazing actors coming together and really you know just playing it so well and especially you know the show that's all in interior it's all inside like almost always in the building right so you know it, you know i think it's a it's a terrific example it kind of say for example if good luck had a murder mystery through the season it could be yeah. Like, yeah. Right? So, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a great format for a sitcom. And like, if you take a sitcom and then you make it episodic, uh, with a mystery, this is what, so I think for me, I've discovered a new genre, a new style of a show. And I think for that reason, it's, it's definitely my number four for the year. Nice. Perfect. In every way. And also so now, the sorry. music. The background music was yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I said, yeah, yes, Gaurav, top three now. Yeah, man. So again, I think this is overlap town now. So uh, my, my I think here we'll all be different. I feel that you know we've got like I don't know, man. Let's 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 see yeah. where we're going with this. Uh, I think I think we'll have a lot of common ones. But here we go. Uh, Mayor of East Town was my uh, yeah. number three pick. Uh, I think it was a terrific show. Uh, 
terrific cast and it's got like these moments of hilarity great moments of tension obviously it's a murder mystery and it sort of goes into so many directions and you know i i also think the episodic uh, nature of the drops kind of keep kept us sort of interested on a weekly basis rather than just watching it at a go so i i do think there is a case to be made for weekly drops as well and not just drop it and then people can binge it uh you know so there's a case to be made there but it's a show i mean kate winslet i mean she's you know uh she's watchable at any time of the day i reckon and she's so fantastic in this she's in such a lack of vanity and performance driven and such a well put together show i mean what else would you expect from these guys you know what i mean so it's it's perfect perfect show yeah i mean that's interesting <laughs> that i think it, it again mero we sound something that would feature on most people's top lists uh, is it there on your top 3 no it's not it's not in my top 10 actually wow oh, it's not yeah I, <laughs> along with uh, yellowstone i had to drop this one as well <laughs> <laughs> so what's your number 3 then so my number 3 is you know you know something has truly broken out when a network such as tiger shroff succumbs tiger shroff and <laughs> tiger shroff tiger shroff to is uh, but anyway so i mean i'm saying you you know something is truly broken out when even a network such as hbo succumbs and renews a second season for what was only meant to be a stopgap mini series at number 3 i'm going i know with, i know i know i can guess everybody i can guess this yeah everybody's favorite show this year the white lotus um, yeah you know i I mean if there was ever a time to take a vicarious virtual vacation it was through the white lotus uh, it is perhaps the best array of characters that i've seen this year in terms of arcs peculiarities uh, it really takes agatha christie woody allen wes anderson you know it mixes all of them uh, to create its own terrific piece and uh, i mean who would have thought right that envelopes can be pushed in setups like these which with with, with so much comedic genius uh, and that background score and uh, I mean, what an incredible masterpiece, and very, very curious to see what they do with season two. So my number three is the same show, The White Lotus. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. There is, I mean, it's it's the only thing which I can again, I think, watch again and again. And Correct. I think you know, also great. I mean, I think you know, I said it on one of the episodes where we reviewed the show. You know, the creator, the writer, the director, Mike White, from an idea to starting to shoot was like two months or. Toward months at a studio like HBO, I think that's for me. If he can do this kind of writing in in two months, that's that's sheer genius. And obviously, he's written stuff like School of Rock and Naturally Blonde. No, he's he's quite a quite a quite a lateral thinker. And I think yeah. it's just what he did with Hawaii and COVID and the plot and the story and the and the witty dialogues and still so. like relatable i think and like like you discussed before like if you take rich people and you yes. like put them in a room they're all fucking nuts and this show completely has fun with it and yeah and you know also this show doesn't have like a big name cast and right. that's what's exciting for me is that you know you can also take the audience on a journey that they don't know what to expect from which character and at the same time it was also pretty smart that you know you set up a comedy drama like this with a hook as to who died because someone is dead in episode 1 but we don't yes. know who and then they go back so i think it's got great uh, learnings great format structure everything just it all comes together in such an amazing entertaining way and the last episode the shit episode was <laughs> terrific i was like shocked 
I mean, if I was in a theater eating popcorn, I would have just spilled it all out. So you know, it's yeah. just uh, like for me, this was really the most fun thing that happened this year. So it's my definite number three. ยังกอดออฟกระตัวท็อปฟิฟตี้ไม่มีนี่ไหนๆซึ่งเฮียสิ่งที่ผมไม่ชอบมากๆเลยนะครับไม่ชอบมากๆเลยนะครับไม่
let's let's move on it's yep. yes sir on to number 2 so, uh, number 2 your number 2 uh, my number 2 is and now that we speaking of number 2 uh, right after this episode <laughs> but uh, we've already discussed it so it'll be pretty short as only murders in the building is my number 2 show ah. yeah okay so do you want to add something that we missed out or? no i didn't i i think it's yeah. brilliant i'm just hoping this uh, season 2 when it's soon sooner rather than later i'm sure there will yeah. be with the way it ended what so pressure man season 2 what pressure yeah yeah, yeah. But they've got they've got that's the money they've got the talent. that that's a real number 2 pressure <laughs> <laughs> i i i think yeah. we'll get like an r rating just for this bit of this conversation it seems like you know yes. uh, but uh, uh, yeah so like kids love talking about number 2 so it's like it's exotic if they could hear anyway so we are clearly young at heart and we yeah so merge what's your number 2 yeah my number 2 has been discussed uh, it was much lower i think on both your lists so i'm but i i'm going to family man season 2 as my personal number 2 oh, i think nice i think second seasons are perhaps very tough follow up acts especially when the first season has been so successful uh, i don't think the only reason and i need to say it, out here is the only reason i think it's at my number 2 is i don't think i've ever binged a season faster than this in my entire what career as a viewer you know or a gig i literally yes. saw it in one go um and i think it power stems from how respectable it is in terms of quality despite it being incredibly binge worthy um i think the places they've gone to are very fascinating um it just and I, like like gorav very correctly i think samantha was incredible the rest of the cast was terrific Uh, and I yeah can't wait for season three that gets into the pandemic and the northeast and all of that. Uh, so just kudos to the team, man. Absolutely. Same. So my number two, my <laughs> number two is again a repeat. Mayor of East Town. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the only thing I'd like to just uh, just reiterate is you know I think uh, like my number one, two, and three are all you know HBO shows. Yeah. Yes. I think it's yes. a. it's a good time for me to just say that i think hbo has truly created a content culture in the organization and it's showing you know the last 10 years 15 years 20 years it's just amazing how i'm sure employees have come and gone but you know the culture of a certain you know kind of storytelling continuing over the years is just terrific and i think it's just it's amazing this to how you know they green light stuff and they retain their talent and they you know get them to do what they do so anyway and uh my just two more bits on you know mayor of east town is just i think it's a great show that you know that sort of i think is a great example of how in episodic writing and of you know probably all the shows in our list right and i think mayor of east town becomes an example like aranyak is that if you have really strong flawed characters across every character has something distinct every character has an arc every character has something that they're floundering with and they need to sort of deal with it in the story even if it's a secondary character that's what i think works as this as the glue for the audience because you know i think in a traditional writing a lot of times we just pick the protagonist to have flaws and see his arc and when you look at episodic like this even a secondary character even a character who's not important has to have his you know that that moment in the story that he can change his life and i you know that's what's happening in shows like these and i think it's a great learning for me at least 
Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. And the way you've said it now, I think it's it's insane. I'm going out on a limb here, but I think the three of us have a common number one. Oh, 100%. Gaurav, <laughs> please go for it. 100%. 100%. 100%. I mean, there is no other choice. Yes. Uh, so no obviously, it's succession, no right? We'll yes, yes. So session, yes. Session, very, succession, succession. Yeah. There is no question there. Yeah. Pretty much. So, I mean, so let's, uh, talk, let's talk about succession. I think, you know, we need to discuss it like the show right now. And yeah. Like yeah, what, did, so, what was it like for you guys in this season? It was vicious, dude. I mean, it just gets more and more vicious as it goes on. And that's what blows my mind that these guys are like family, you know, and, and <laughs> it's, it's, they're doing this to each other. And that none of them, and they're so deluded, right? That they think this is their birthright or they deserve, they deserve, they deserve the power. They deserve the access. They deserve the ownership of this company or the leadership of this business. When they're really not, they're either inexperienced or they don't have like what it takes or they think, or they sort of overestimate their capabilities. I mean, they're all flawed. And this guy is father who's obviously built this business from scratch and is, you know, seen the world. And he probably knows that none of these guys are up for it, which is why he probably keeps playing them against each other. And uh, it just blows my mind. It's probably what like, it makes me think what Mughal politics would have been like back in the day with, the, with all these princes vying for the throne. And, you know, except obviously people were getting killed back then for it. But it, it just, it's just such high quality writing, you know what I mean? And such uh, intricate sort of threads that they're putting together, which get, you know, woven through at the end so something you do four episodes ago is going to pay off now. And uh, a really, really high quality writing and really fantastic performances. Production value to jane do. I mean, wo to super high class hai, but that's not hard to do, honestly, in my opinion. But uh, writing some stuff like this is... Uh, and, and the thing is, if you notice, right, uh, it's, it's about 60 minutes. is like real 60 minutes. It's 60 minutes of talking. You'll have maybe a couple of minutes here and there, transitions, people traveling here and there. But otherwise, it's... It's like 60 minutes of chat on like people are talking for that. That's really hard to write, you know, in my opinion, uh, it's not a lot of B-roll or like second unit stuff, but it's, 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 it's the first unit with the main cast all throughout. So it's, it's, it's hugely challenging in my opinion to write something like this and then put it together. So, uh, I mean, and I honestly, I didn't think the succession stuff first show was that first season was that great. Honestly, I thought it was okay. And two was fantastic. And this has just been beyond anything I've seen. So fantastic work. Marge, you want to say anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, number one, succession. I think, you know, and, and for the uh, lack of, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, uh, but considering how huge the spoiler on this one is, but, you know, that finale, uh, that birthday episode, that incredible shareholders meet episode. Yeah. Um, you know, despite the show's own fucking overwhelming, crushing brilliance is, I mean, it's so Shakespearean. I, you know, I, I think, I think this is something that Shakespeare would be just so incredibly no, proud of considering how many people borrow from Shakespeare, they adapt from Shakespeare. But, uh, you know, this one, like Gaurav said, a Mughal, or, I, I, you know, I see this as one of those Roman or Greek uh, court oh, tragedies. Okay. Totally. Uh, you know, I think every single piece of dialogue written on this show needs to be savored, uh, watched, rewatched, watched again. You know, again, I'm going out on a limb here, but I think if they do get the next season right, um, this show is perhaps going to be in the HBO Hall of Fame that makes it the fucking world's Hall of Fame of all time, you know. Uh, if it isn't... It, that's what it's, it's... It just seems to be getting better and better each time. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, it yeah. started off great and then went down and picked up again. It, to me, it's like, it just keeps going up. So each previous and, season and has I, been and better and than I hope, the next. 
and i hope we can do a record uh, another episode which is a pure deep di- dive into succession season 3 i think a little time after because it's just dropped last week there will be a lot of spoilers uh, i think yeah. once more people have watched it we should do like a dedicated deep dive into season 3 because there is there are so many moments there's so many episodes that one can't wait to discuss yeah yeah, yeah we should end up right yeah but you know i'd like yeah. to add a few things just just to highlight a few things i think so for me the first season was okay so i skipped season 2 like i told you right and then oh, yeah. i started watching season 2 a few weeks ago and then i came to season 3 and because it was so fresh for me i thought that the real the real stars of this season you know were i mean his whole family but i think uh, tom and greg just look at their characters man yeah it's yeah. just amazing their chemistry and the way they've kind of emerged as these really you know and you know I think what's really important uh, in the way the show has been told is the camera. The camera is a character. It's always yep. there in between somebody. It's like somebody is there. Somebody is talking. Yeah, it's like a voyeuristic. It's like a bit of a voyeuristic kind of yeah, look at what's happening. Yeah, it's bizarre and it's like a roast. Yeah. It's like everybody is <laughs> fucking roasting everybody. And I think that's yeah. what works. And also like those in- fast zooms, right? Those those really choppy yeah, zooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They feel it's like, like a jhatka. Okay, jhatka laga. It's like you know, it's so like the office. Nice, it's like the right? office for adults, right? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or modern family or something. You know, yeah, that, that yeah, sort yeah, of. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And everybody is out to get, right? And I think it's kind of it's fun to see again. You know, I'm saying it's like the White Lotus, but in their office. Yeah. 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 You know, it's rich people. Their context of life is so weird, right? and that's what we get to see in these shows and i think when you see them attack each other yeah. i mean the birthday party was ridiculous what was that yeah that was insane but then, you know what also what the I'm cameos find... i think the cameos of season 3 yeah. are so incredible yeah and also i think you know it's again going back to this point i think that i made earlier was british talent british writers british oh, writing this yeah. humor yeah. you know it really 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 stands out and i think hollywood hasn't milked it enough and succession is an example of where the potential lies whether it's indian shows or american shows i think there's a large pool of talent there that needs to be tapped into you know the humor that they get and it's it's just it's not easy for an american writer to to deliver this despite it being an american family in america new york it's a new york show yeah No absolutely but I think what's also interesting is is uh what you just talked about like Tom and Greg right I mean these guys are sort of outsiders and and they sort of having to survive and it's like you know the kind of stuff you have to do to survive you know what I mean yeah. like it, it, and obviously Tom does what he has to in the end after he's sort of driven to that point but it it's just like a great study of like human nature as well right I mean like people are out if people are out for themselves and 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 they'll do what they have to do I guess and uh and deserve has got nothing to do with it right i mean it's like that line from unforgiven yeah. like deserves got nothing to do with it this is what people want and what they can get and and merit has got no 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 freaking point to it and uh, and also like uh, gorov to just quickly interject and you know like you said that there are things they've done in season 3 and uh, sorry in episode 3 and 4 that eventually pan out over a period yep. of 8 weeks you know uh not again wanting to spoil it for anybody but it takes me back to what is perhaps my favorite line in the show which is i think in episode 2 or 3 um when kendall goes up to tom and says you do not want to be the last eunuch in the forbidden eunuch in the forbidden city yeah it's my favorite line <laughs> from the show as well exactly yeah. exactly yep so 
you know and and i think logan roy's impersonation of those guys and their and, and roman's impersonation of uh, him saying fuck off i think they just every emmy that it gets nominated for it has to sweep i don't i, I think this show is going to shatter every award record next absolutely but and and the thing is like now if you talk about specific scenes right then in the when roman says love right and then that's all he's <laughs> got and then he's like you come to me with love you know what yeah. i mean like that's what you yes. come to me with it's just like what are demonic uh yeah. character you know uh he is right for me he's Father. the show i mean i i know yeah, yeah. he is character. but but the thing is at the end of the day you know he's a fucking billionaire in in that kind of a business and i love the bit where he's making the president wait you yeah. know what i mean like so that, and that's there what is a yeah. yeah that's what my blows my mind right like he is this guy who's making the american president wait on the phone while he joins just to show him his place and then you've got these three kids who are fucking largely incompetent and they want to replace him <laughs> he has to have the awareness to know who he is enough yes. self awareness right? he knows who he is and who what his kids are like and that they're just not like you know together even one of them, like equal to one of him so uh what does he do and where does it go i'm just fascinated to see how this plays out man it's just also incredible. this is also have to say this is the one show i do not and i cannot and i challenge anybody to skip intro on because the music is incredible oh, yeah. shows oh, that yeah. footage is incredible you know i i can never skip intro on this one is david fincher no <laughs> they they ripped off of uh, they ripped off the game basically for that title ah. so it's the same it's the same title essentially literally the same from right. the game but, but also the music theme is just just very powerful i think absolutely and actually you know if you look at all of these shows right i think the music really is so integral to yes. the success i think at some point and you know most people probably look at it as an afterthought but i think it's really something and you know i thought in season 3 it was again quite genius in terms of strategy to set a large piece of the show outside new york yeah. given its covid and given the way the world is i think again it was it was an amazing feeling to just travel with them absolutely and just really change the whole experience of the show from a very hardcore new york offices to just go outside but go outside the fucking country yeah and so brilliantly done as well and obviously played into the 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 plot as well in a in a really nice way so yeah i think it's it's super high quality and that's my point right like it's 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 it's, it's again i mean obviously the episode's over for us but like if you just think about it how hbo continues to buck that trend of you know super high quality writing super high quality television yeah, and then again weekly you know what i mean it's the opposite of what every opposite of what netflix does and 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 in the end it's a question of what matters you know it's super high quality budgets yeah look at all our lists right there's mayor of east town there is white lotus there is succession and they're all extremely high rated and they're all hb originals from 2021 so this tells yeah. you everything that needs to be said about it Absolutely man it's just uh, I think we've got one Netflix French original here on my list which is called my agent I think that's it right and then uh, so there's squid game of course on on oh, yeah okay fair so, enough yeah. so two of them. and But a bunch I'm of saying, Indian shows not yes, not that it matter not not that we are like the arbiters of what <laughs> what's good in the world right i wouldn't say that but I yeah. think, uh, but I mean, ultimately, right? It, 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 I, I buy that. I mean, commercially, there might be other paradigms and stuff, uh, sure. which might shift. But uh, what a fucking show! I mean, absolutely love it. Sucks that we're gonna have to wait for another twelve months at least to get another one. 
Until next time, keep binging.